0: In the early 2000s, the South African mining industry carried an inescapable risk for its workers. A lack of innovative tools, minimal research, and poor organization cultures meant that miners went to work without knowing if they'd return home safely. Over two decades later, the industry can boast a sterling improvement in managing health and safety, a very critical factor in every mining operation. Hi. I'm Rochelle Boota, and in this episode, our multimedia journalist, Shlengiwe Mutahong, talks to Dr. Siswe Pakati, the Head of Safety and Sustainable Development at the Minerals Council South Africa, about preserving a miner's life.
1: Hello and a warm welcome to Deep Insights on Mining Review Africa. My name is Shlengiwe Mutahong, and thank you once again for tuning in. Our topic for today is on the evolution of health and safety in the South African mining industry, a crucial topic really that will highlight just how far the South African mining industry has come with not just productivity, but with the preservation of the lives of the thousands that work underground and on the surface. In 2018, the Minerals Council South Africa launched the National Day of Health and Safety in Mining to demonstrate efforts made by the industry in addressing health and safety related issues. To find out about the progress, we are joined by Dr. Sizwe Pagati. He is the Head of Safety and Sustainable Development at Minerals Council South Africa. Dr. Sizwe, welcome and thank you for joining us today.
2: Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity.
1: So we have seen your numerous presentations on health and safety at the Minerals Council that have proven, as you've just said before we went on air, your passion for getting the safety message across. Briefly tell us about your career background and what propelled you into the health and safety space.
2: Thank you for that. Yeah, I can take you back to my University, yes. I mean, that's how I would trace back my response to your question. When I was studying, um, I studied at the University. There was an opportunity at the time where there was what we called the collaborative research program that was focusing on mining at ultra deep levels. It was a consortium. under the auspices of the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research Mining Technology Division, CSIR. And it involved universities, it involved mining companies, it will involved other research organisations. Um, and there was a technology human resources innovation programme of which the Department of Trade and Industry was part of this. So this programme looked at extending the life of the mining industry particularly gold you know at the time from a point of view of technology technical perspective and geology there were still all deposits lying at depths of three thousand meters or three kilometers down down the bellies of the of the earth you know so um But since the program was multidisciplinary, there was a request by other stakeholders to say, as much as we want to mine at ultra deep levels and extending the lives of these uh, gold mining companies, there will still be people working there. We also need people who will go and talk to workers, frontline workers, because you will need a new kind of employee, what kind of skills what about the living conditions? What about training? So um, I was at Vets at the time, just about to embark on my postgraduate studies. I think I was about to do my honours, and that opportunity came, and, and that's how I got involved in, in, in mining, and particularly from, from the safety uh, point of view. And, and as I was doing my honours, the deep mind program, which I mentioned earlier, then funded my studies, and it meant going to the mines and talking to workers. And I lived in the mine hostel at the time so that I can understand mm. the, the, the 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 challenge from the yeah. from the point of view of 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 mine makers. We called that participant observation. I went there with other professors and other research uh, team members, uh, spent an extended time there, and that became the topic of my of my honours and I took mm-hmm. that to my master's mm-hmm. while being a part of the DeepMind program. And one of the outcomes of the DeepMind collaborative research project was the, the, the development of the next generation mm-hmm. of researchers. So I was regarded as one of those. And we had others in other disciplines as well. So, so a fantastic uh, opportunity that I grabbed as a mm-hmm. student researched uh, went underground and lived the life practically as close as possible the life of a deep level mine worker Uh, i was not sipping coffee in the office with management or trade unionists
1: you know i would talk to management
2: yeah so i'd live there Uh, i immersed myself in their day-to-day working lives Mm. eating what they were eating in the mine hostels in the kitchens uh, sleeping in those sheds you know um Mm you know, compound rooms that were there at the time. Mm. Things have changed now, but there was still a, a hostel system where about three to about five or six workers sharing a room. Yeah. So so that's how I would wake up and mm-hmm. go underground with them, spend an extended period of time in their workplace, participating in their work activities, being a student, to a point that I was just regarded as one of them. Uh, keeping my journal and I went back to university I wrote this as a research report. I mm-hmm. took it to the next level to my master's uh, same topic extended. Yeah and one important discovery from that um, piece of work was the mine workers informal work practice of making a plan how do they respond mm-hmm. to production bottlenecks you know when they mm-hmm. encounter challenges. Yeah. In the in the in the working phase or the point of production at the rock face, mm. and they have these targets to meet. You know they rely yeah. on their experiential knowledge, which, mm. in my writings, I call it a double-edged sword. You know because mm. it has pros or advantages when workers um, get to be able to resolve those uh, uh, challenges relating to safety or production yeah. or productivity, they will be commended and praised, you know, mm. uh, especially in situations where it doesn't result in an accident mm. or an injury. So it, 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 it they draw a lot from their tacit knowledge or on-the-job experience. But there are cases, when I say it's a double-edged sword, to the other side of the coin of this uh, informal work practice of making a plan or markup a plan, yeah. If you really um, uh, take it back to the mining pigeon or the mining lemma franc of Fanaga law, mm. call it uh, uh, Maka plan, you know, mm. it's from Africans, but you know, in, 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 in the Fanaga law language of miners, they call it planisa, it's taking shortcuts. Okay. But it, if, it, if it results planisa, in... you say? Yes, yeah, planisa. Okay. If mm. it results in, inju- in injuries, um, workers will be blamed. But there are a, a variety of circumstances that compel. And um, frontline mining team members or production crews to engage in such. Mm. So that was quite a, a, an important discovery from my work at at, at that level as a student to masters, mm. taking it further to my PhD, which I did at Oxford University, and I've published a couple of papers from such uh, research and some were award-winning and mm. um, uh, peer-reviewed uh, papers that have managed to 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 get from that piece of research, and of course that has led me to to the mining industry and to where I am today, and and that work has mm. definitely, in my view, um, played an instrumental role in my career to where I am, and yeah. my contribution to the so industry as I've worked as I've worked with a number of leading mining companies that have also opened doors for my research, mm. um, and and I've, I've shared my my my. Writings, publications, and my yes. thesis to the company that allowed me to do research mm. in their in their um, workplace settings.
1: Dr. Caesar, we are going to touch slightly on on the papers that you one of the papers that you've published, but I really do want to commend you for having previously gone into the trenches just to understand, you know, a life of a minor in underground and and just to try to know all the facets that involve how a minor works i think i think that must have been a significant moment for your career and it played a huge role must have played a huge role in in where you are today
2: absolutely absolutely um yeah yeah i mean i remember i was in I was in London. Um, yeah, I mean, I went to Oxford on a Commonwealth scholarship. Mm. Um, we went on a, on a, on a tour to Windsor, not far from where the Queen lives.
1: Yeah,
2: um, I think we went to um, yeah yeah not far from the Windsor Castle, and we met some of the, um, the scholarship uh, staff uh, members. Yeah. And I remember sitting on the table having dinner, and I once said, what what is your page you on? And then I started explaining and said, Oh, I remember when we were evaluating your your scholarships, we came across a, a topic like this. We wondered about how you were gonna pull it. Yeah. How you're gonna do it, but your proposal convinced us. We we're worried about your safety. Mm. Uh, but we let I'm glad that I'm sitting with you next to me yeah. and having this dinner and, and for me, definitely, yeah um a ha- I started, a highlight yeah i started with those deep mind and mm-hmm. collaborative research projects while i was at vets
1: yeah
2: uh, publishing uh doing my honors and masters publications to to my to my phd and and i wanted to come back after my phd to blow back and, yeah. and add value and with all yeah. this knowledge uh, yes indeed mm-hmm. it has definitely shaped my my character tremendously mm-hmm. anyway
1: yeah and i think it's also very important and commendable um to come back as you said to give back and 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 to sow the knowledge that you have given many of us especially today once we get the knowledge you know we never come back you know you don't see us back again on on our shows and i think really it is commendable that you are here making a difference in in south africa's mining landscape um pertaining to health and safety so Dr. Cesar, the purpose of the session, as said previously, is to highlight the vast health and safety differences between then and now. So in their paper titled Safety in, in South African Mines, I'm sure you are very much aware of that, this was published in 1988, Dr. Ainsner and J.P. Leger argued that the mining industry was withholding important safety data and not necessarily reporting on all fatalities, but surely with the general state of development in the industry, things have changed. So now my question is, how far have we come with reporting? How, how far we have we come with that? And what processes and strategies has the Minerals Council put in place to ensure truthful reporting?
2: We are very much a transparent mining industry when it comes to reporting. Health and safety incidents, speed fatalities, injuries, or even occupational illnesses. Yeah. So we have evolved over the years for the better, you know. Mm. And for us, information is crucial. Mm. It helps us to make decisions. Right now, at the Minerals Council, you know, we have a number of initiatives focusing on just data you know we are again looking and modernizing our information management systems mm. through digitizing digi- yeah. digitizing our safety information mm. making sure that we have real-time information that helps us to make better and faster decisions you know yeah. in health and safety there are no egos we cannot withhold information we don't compete when it comes to health and safety mm. i chair uh, one of our, the committees of the minerals council the occupational Health and Safety Policy Committee. Mm. So one exceptional committee where even non minerals concerned member companies are able to join, you know, and partake in the meetings and other things that we share mm. uh, on, on, we, 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 with that committee uh, uh, members. So uh, we have evolved really uh, for the better, yeah. even better than even other industries. Surely, in the early years of mining, as per Jean Ledger's and and the other uh, co-author in that paper, which I've read, you know, numerous times, I've cited it. Um, uh, yeah, indeed, we know in the early years, colonial and apartheid years of mining, uh, surely, the lives of workers were considered cheap. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, systems were not in place, mm-hmm. so the unjust uh, labor practices did indeed affect the reporting. We've seen our industry transforming uh, the safety and health culture over the years. So, one of my tasks as I joined the Minerals Council in 2012, as we were called the Chamber of Mines, we had just initiated um, a project called the Culture Transformation Framework, which one of the pillars are focusing on data management information. And we have other stakeholders that we work with today from government through the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy mm-hmm. as well as organized labor, the trade unions organizing in the mining industry at the Mine Health and Safety Council which is a tripartite uh, institution uh, that mm-hmm. we are proud of uh, and it was an outcome of that uh, Lyon Commission inquiry mm-hmm. into uh, occupational health and safety in the mining industry that was um, ordered by our first democratically elected President the mm-hmm. uh, Del- Nelson Rolis Mandela, mm. you know, and it has really ushered a new dawn mm. for the South African mining industry's uh, occupational health and safety, mm. with um, a revised uh, mine health and safety legislation, the 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 the, the, the mine health and safety council itself, mm. which is a, a tripartite a body looking. Of uh, uh, research that is being conducted on health and safety in the minerals, advising mm-hmm. the minister. Mm-hmm. So really, we have evolved, and and mm-hmm. data back to your questions, we have, have evolved for okay. the better, mm-hmm. and and data for us is crucial.
1: You said just now that you joined the Minerals Council, then the Chamber of Mines in 2012, and with the ma- lots of data that you've received, on average. Which sectors have maintained the highest fatalities, and which have have been striding?
2: Yeah, look, um, our gold and platinum have been giving us challenges over the years, and 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 it has to do with the geology. It's not an excuse per se, mm-hmm. but from the early years of mining, um, yeah. you know, our ore deposits have been located and are still located in ultra-deep levels. I told you about the project earlier on, and mm. many mines have gone deeper. I mean, we had mines like Anglo Gold Ashanti. Some of those mines have been taken over by Harmony Gold. We still have Sibani, steel water, gold operations, mm. uh, and, and and others. And platinum as well, to some extent, there are also deep-level hard rock mines, mm. so fall of ground. Uh, you know, gravity-induced fall of ground due to rock stresses yeah. and seismicity have proven to be a challenge over the years. Mm. Um, and I must say, as much as they is still a challenge for us, giving us sleepless nights, mm. we have introduced initiatives that have made things better. Mm. And we're not going to relax. We still have a lot to do. So through, in 2009, the Minerals Council, or the Chamber at the time, um, you know, formed what we called the Marsh Learning Hub, which had to do with the adoption of leading practices. And we looked at key safety risks. Fall of ground was one. And the innovations uh, that we have put in place in terms of leading practices was Mining with nets and bolts, you know. Okay. Where we mine with nets and bolts, mm. roof bolts, so that should there be a fall of ground, these nets they trap this. Yep. this. Many lives have been saved, mm. you know. With netting. With netting. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you were at our fall of ground day of learning, Absolutely. end of yep. March this year. Mm. And some companies that presented there mm. they did highlight that, you know, we had one. We had num- yeah, we had numerous testimonies from frontline employees mm. as well, you know, mm. just from their experience mm. sharing that, how much uh, these nets have, have have been, you know, so meaningful to their lives by saving mm. their lives. So that's, that's one. And, and if you look at our fall of ground safety performance, it has improved over the years since yeah. we introduced those leading practices, mm. even when it comes to transport,
1: yeah.
2: I know now I'm telling you about causes, transport-related um, accidents where you have your vehicle-to-vehicle vehicle interactions, yeah. vehicles to persons interactions. There's a lot of fleet mm. in some of the mines, uh, mobile equipment, mm. underground open-cast mines. Mm. So we have a project focusing on collision prevention systems and yeah. with our MOSH learning hub, we also had leading practices focusing on proximity detection mm-hmm. systems, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're not driving one of those fancy cars, like a BMW, when you're parking, it beeps, it warns you when you're about to. You know. So we have what we call proximity detection systems, mm. or these beacons, you know, where they, they are sensors, you know, they warn you, sure. You know, so, but accidents still do happen nonetheless, and now we are moving to a point of, really engineering out that risk with transport related um, uh, accidents where we want to retard the machines that Mm. even when the operator for some reason is absent-minded and is fatigued you know we don't rely on the operator Mm. but we these machines can just fail you know they Mm. can just curtail and you know if they're in motion they just stop you know Mm. so 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 and you'll find a lot of those fall of ground, mainly in our gold and platinum, okay. but fall of ground can also happen in other commodities like coal, mm. chrome. Okay. We have seen that even in quarries. Mm. In inquiries like your sand aggregate Mm-mm. type of um, mining that happens mm-hmm. there. So so but it has been predominantly fall of ground in in, in the gold and platinum given the geology and and the depth and the and the and the type of mining is still conventional to a large extent though our mines are modernizing but with coal um, many of the coal mines are mechanized and the skill profile of the coal mines is different to those that you find especially for workers in elementary occupations yeah. you'll find in gold and platinum coal we are much more comparable than our peers in mm-hmm. other mining jurisdictions in Australia USA and Canada, you know, and the yeah. geology there. You more or less. Well, I would say you are more comparing mm-hmm. apples with apples. So, okay. gold, platinum have been our major contributors Risky to fatalities.
1: Sickness. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. and 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 coal, coal, not so much, but not to say coal has is not challenged. Yeah. I can tell you this year coal has been very challenged. Mm. Gold and platinum, I would like to highlight this anyway, Mm. Uh, with other initiatives that we have put in place. I've just mentioned mining with nets and bolts, I mentioned the proximity detection systems Mm -mm. for transport, mining with nets and bolts for fall of ground. But I must say in the last four, three years, the other thing that we have observed with our fall of ground. Mm it has been stagnant you okay. know we've not been getting this you know what desired step we've plateaued you know mm-hmm. so in 2020 um we reflected on this and to our co 0 am forum at the mm-hmm. minerals concern which is a health and safety leadership forum of ceos of member companies mm-hmm. we we came to a point that we need and to do more yeah. you know to really arrest is a stagnant uh, FOG safety performance that we saw. Mm. And we launched what we call the fall of ground action plan last year at our National Day of Health and Safety in Mining, which is a 46 million investment over five years. Mm. And, you know, that we're looking at things like leading practices again, as I mentioned earlier on. Mm. And I must tell you that this year we launched the workplace lighting, leading practice at our National Day of Health and Safety in Mining that we we we, learned, we 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 held we held on the third of August mm-hmm. this year, focusing on research and development, skills development for and updating the rock engineering, and material as well. Not only focusing on 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 rock engineers but also frontline employees. Issues of policy, mm-hmm. issues of um, operational discipline, culture and behavior, mm-hmm. as well as implementation and monitoring and a mass say that we've been encouraging the first six months of this year six to seven months where our gold and platinum mines remained fog fatality free we had not seen this in the year years before it was this is a historic um, uh, you know um, milestone for the industry Mm -hmm. Uh, we have since had a fall of ground reported in august but i must say uh, we are starting to see that these actions are bearing fruit for us when it mm-hmm. comes to follow ground. Transport, collision prevention systems, we're working with universities, we're working mm-hmm. with suppliers as well, we're working with other stakeholders. We are seeing some change, some mm-hmm. some encouraging trends. We trends. saw that, especially yeah. with trackless mobile machinery
1: yeah.
2: uh, in the first six months of this year. However, we still challenge, particularly with our winches in okay. our golden platinum mines, and to that effect, On the 15th of September, this year, we are holding another day of learning, focusing on winches. Mm -hmm. So it was quite a long-winded kind of response, Mm -hmm. but I think I responded mouthfully to that question. (laughs) But gold, gold, platinum, let me say this thing. A number of mines have made great strides. Strides. We've seen Mm -hmm. increasing numbers of, of member companies, even mines that are mm. going for longer periods without fatalities, you mm. know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, year in, year out, this number yeah. is increasing. It's very encouraging for us, and mm. it does show that it is possible to achieve Absolutely. zero harm in our industry. We have awards, and some operations I know, even plant surface operations, they go without even having a scratch
1: fatality or injury yeah so Mm. So that's amazing
2: that's it on on that Mm i think Mm -hmm.
1: thanks no just to add a little bit on that one um regarding fall of grounds i mean that's a major contributor to mine fatalities and and um yesterday in fact i was at uh, electro mining in nasrick and i was just walking around in the exhibitors hall and and with the eye of focusing on health and safety, on which technologies, you know, are in to to aid with that. I walked past uh, the safety detection systems as you spoke about, and really the latest technologies with that are quite impressive. And we really hope that, you know, they will help with decreasing these numbers. I walked past another exhibition stand where there was um, LED lighting, which is also quite an, an important factor with, with safety, you know, Adequate lighting is quite important for, for effective mining. I think I also walked past um, an exhibition stand where they had this new tyre clamp, an automatic tyre clamp, that allows the operator to just clamp it and s- s- step back um, so that it can just unbolt itself, you know. And that's that's amazing. So really, I'm just adding to what you are saying, that it proves that you know, technology is also helping in in advancing and making sure that people stay safe in in all mining operations.
2: Absolutely, thank you. I mean, technology, we are embracing technology. Mm -hmm. And I think that debate has matured. Um, uh, And you mentioned LED lighting. I mean, Mm -hmm. I mentioned our um, uh, launch of our stop uh, illumination leading practice at our National Day of Mm -hmm. Health and Safety mining Mm -hmm. on the 3rd of august i mean there's a lot of uh, benefits from that you know and we had testimonies from uh, companies such as a shaft which is a northern platinum mine anglo-american platinum Dishaba mine so you you're quite right and we have entities like the mandela mining present in the Mm -hmm. industry working on these technologies and modernizing our mines. that's Mm -hmm. the future and our hope we are peeling our hopes on technology as well
1: absolutely now let's talk about the human relations aspect of things is victimization still an issue that miners don't want to risk facing when refusing to work under risky conditions and and how are we dealing with those grievances
2: yeah the issue of victimization it's one that we cannot tolerate mm. uh, i mentioned the culture transformation framework mm. um, we our industry has transformed yeah uh, for the better uh, we cannot really condone um you know autocratic mm. uh, supervisory leadership or management mm. styles
1: yeah
2: we have the mind health and safety act where employees are empowered section 23 of the mine health and safety act mm. they, an employee has a right to withdraw and refuse working in an unsafe place mm. many companies now have whistleblowing uh, systems or where workers can report these things um, and we have what we call self-imposed section 54s where miners themselves can yeah. stop work that is encouraged mm. Through the Mind, Health and Safety Council, you know, we we issued a guideline mm. on Section 23, you know, how companies can go about implementing this guideline to empower workers
1: yeah.
2: to withdraw from unsafe working uh, areas. Mm-hmm. Surely, you know, victimization and error, I think, of frontline supervision, we mm-hmm. need to look at that.
1: Yeah.
2: And and of course, leadership is key to this. You know, the top leadership of companies need to set the tone yeah. and shape the culture, because such things of victimization has to do with the state mm-hmm. of the health and safety culture of that organization. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. how we do things around here. You know, if mm-hmm. such things are happening, it says a lot about the organizational culture of mm-hmm. that company when Absolutely. workers can be victimized, and that in itself it's a hazard mm. victimization in itself it's a hazard so so well that's something that we frown upon heavily and mm. um, as 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 the as the body representing organized business in the mining industry our ceos with the values that they have our co 0 Home forum leadership forum yeah. we have an full attention focusing on these things we have what we call the just culture accountability framework Mm. which we launched last year we developed it companies are busy implementing that uh, ascertaining whether there are any gaps uh, to be addressed and what actions do they need to put in place because with the just culture accountability framework it's one thing blaming the worker Mm. but what about their role of the frontline supervisor what about the role of the executive you know mm. maybe that email that was there that was sent mm. did, did, did they act quickly enough mm. on it mm. or not you know so the mm. just culture accountability framework it looks holistically of, of a of a variety of circumstances that may have triggered yep. a particularly non-compliance Mm-hmm. and with a particular incident well workers have to play a role as well i mean sure. they're empowered but again the issues of making sure that we have what we call the safe production culture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the safe production incentives bonuses okay. not bonuses that encourage workers to bypass mm-hmm. safety at the expense you know i mean trying to to chase targets production targets at the expense of safety, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's it's a holistic thing, and I think we've evolved uh, better with that. There are still challenges, so um, yeah. But that will be my take, um, and and our culture transformation from work. It's it's it says there's a there's a minimum standard under pillar four, mm-hmm. which is focusing. I think it's pillar five, yeah. Mm-hmm. Discrimination or where we. We we are against any form, mm. be it or covert, uh, covert forms of of discrimination yeah. yes. and victimisation. I would call it yeah. It's something that falls under that, and something that we it's not tolerated.
1: And we do hope um, our listeners, and being a large majority of of of, of minors. Um, after hearing this, will be encouraged to go forth and refuse to, to work if an environment is not safe to 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 work. And uh, so now we spoke about um, incentives. You mentioned something about incentives, and that connects to my next question. In the book, production safety and teamwork in a deep level mining workplace: perspectives from the rock face. You cited that some of the reasons that safety protocols have been overlooked is because workers and supervisors have been more focused on reaching production targets, as you said, that will lead to production bonuses. Should we really focus on bonuses? Is, is this a question of doing the right work because of getting a bonus or is it um, a question of being responsible so that we can preserve life? How have you yeah. tackled that one?
2: yeah i mean production and safety in our context of mining that those two things are inseparable Mm -hmm. you know they go hand in hand there's no way you can really go about your day-to-day production tasks Mm -hmm. deep down the mine uh without really involving safety there you know before you start the work in some mines in gold and platinum we have what we call early entry examination Okay. And making safe uh, even in the coal mines I, at this applies generally to, to, to all the, the mining workplaces, even other industries. Yeah. So indeed, I did argue that and those were the findings of my research at the time. Mm. And it, it, we still we still challenged with that. But companies have evolved with time where they've reviewed their production mm. uh, systems such that they incentivize safety. Or what we call zero harm production mm. systems. You know, you incorporate leading indicators. You know, okay. compliance with mm. certain parameters of safety. Mm. You know, um, and in such so this a way is manner. like a
1: reward system.
2: Yeah, it's a reward system, mm-hmm. but that is based on safe production. Okay. okay, you know, it's balanced between safety and production. You know, it's not either this not that, but mm. these two things go hand in hand. And that's mm-hmm. how this the, the incentive scheme is made of. Even even top leadership, CEOs, scorecards, balance scorecards now are tied to safety as well. You know, mm-hmm. right from the CEO to the to the worker at the point of production at the rock face.
1: On the KPI. Yeah,
2: KPIs <laughs> and 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 we have seen, it anyway,
0: mm-hmm.
2: really profitable and productive mining companies are those that are safer okay you know okay because once you have an injury a fatality an accident mm-hmm. we have the regulator we we also impose on on ourselves section 54s mm-hmm. where we stop safety stoppages you know so and you'll be behind with days and what does that happen it does affect it, it will affect your bonus sure your that safe production sure. bonus you know because yeah. now mm-hmm. you've stopped and you're not going to reach your targets your safe it production tells you to really. even
1: perform in a, in a safe space
2: in a safe space mm. and and safer minds are productive profitable minds uh, safer production crews are safer and profitable uh, production crews of frontline mining teams We have Mm. seen that and and we have evolved and there is more and more of that happening, you know, and I must also qualify it that we still see some challenges that we will continue working on that uh, Mm. effortlessly ourselves as the Minerals Council, with our member companies as well, with other stakeholders and employees as well. Yeah.
1: No, I'm I'm really grateful that you clarified on that one. Um, I this was not part of 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 the questions that I planned on asking you, but I really must ask it. On how is your collaboration with the DMRE, especially uh, the inspector of of um, head inspector of safety, or, or the likes of David and Caesar, how are you collaborating with the Department of Minerals in in making sure that these standards are met? How how is your relationship with them?
2: It's a very healthy relationship that we have with the regulator uh, the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy. Our yeah. journey in health and safety, with all the improvements that we have made, it's been a journey of collaboration. Yeah. You know, there's no stakeholder that can win this battle by, themselves, by themselves, you know, in health and safety we are one, we don't compete. Mm-hmm. We don't have to agree on everything, but on safe health and safety, most of the times we do agree. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we we put our egos aside. Mm-hmm. It's all about saving lives. We've helped, we have worked tremendously with that stakeholder through the mind health and safety council. Okay. I mean, which is chaired. I mean, I've uh, we've got the board of the Mine Health and Safety Council, chaired by the Chief Inspector of Mines, currently David M Caesar.
1: Yeah
2: um we've worked fantastically with the minister as well mm-hmm. on the health and safety issues we had biennal, uh summits on mind health and safety there's one coming um in next month where we track progress on yeah. our milestones we have milestones which have been adopted in the industry on safety mm-hmm. cultural transformation framework mm-hmm. and as well on uh, on health you know occupational health so research happening, adoption of research outcomes, R&D mm. outcomes. So it's been a journey of collaboration and, mm. and we've made great strides together mm. in working that journey towards zero harm together with the stakeholder. And of course, the stakeholders from organised labour. I would mm. also like to mention them. They've played a tremendous instrumental mm. role in our journey and they will continue to do so. We are all in this together.
1: Certainly. Certainly, Dr. Siswe. Let's just take it on to a, a light note. What is your prediction into the future? Will we still carry the same concerns and numbers? And what role will the Minerals Council, or what role does the Minerals Council commit um, to playing going forward?
2: We, we, we remain committed, and overwhelmingly so,
1: yeah.
2: to our Goal of, of zero harm, we, mm. you know, our target is zero. As the minerals cancel, we don't put targets to lives. Mm. So, and we do recognize the devastating impact of injuries, fatalities and diseases on the loved ones of our colleagues. And we will strive every day to ensure that every mine maker returns home unharmed after each and every um, shift. Going forward, there are a number of initiatives we have, our Kumbulekaya strategies, the Minerals Council, which is the connection between the workplace and home, you know, uh, I believe we are focusing on the right things, uh, fall of ground, I mentioned earlier on the initiatives around that, yeah. transport um, uh, related uh, challenges, safety challenges. We have initiatives around it but supported mm-hmm. by our CO0 forum and the board, you know, mm-hmm. significant financial investments have been made yeah. there. I mean, the staff at the minerals Council, as our CEO always say, you know, uh, the mm-hmm. staff complement this a lot of us uh, yeah. just on health and safety. Even almost half of our budget is focusing on mm-hmm. tackling health and safety challenges. If you know about our National Day of Health and Safety in Mining uh, every year, we launch that our CEOs meet every every quarter in each year. We also collaborate, invite other stakeholders. We work with suppliers, with universities. We are embracing technology, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, true modernization, innovation. Those are the things that we're looking forward to, the future of mining. And and of course we do Underlying the people-centric adoption of technology, people mm-hmm. are still important. We need to, to put people at the center, mm-hmm. and technology as well. As much as we are adopting them, they will always also come with their certain risks as well. Yeah. So we may have new kinds of risks to
1: consider. And, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, to consider fall off ground transport with mm-hmm. both initiatives? But there's also this basket
1: mm-hmm.
2: of general type of um, accidents. We need to unpack that and look yeah. at that. We're looking forward to the summit, happening mm-hmm. next month, reviewing our progress against the milestones. You know, we have initiatives at the Minerals Council, even learning from incidents as well, the Just Culture, accountability uh, framework focusing on trans- uh, culture transformation, okay. I mentioned earlier on. Mm-hmm. So this, this, we, I, I'm of the view that we're focusing on the right things, and of course, uh, the issues of health and safety are very much part of ESGs now. Your environmental, social, and governance issues Absolutely. very important for investors, very important for communities, very important for uh, employees and their families. Mm-hmm. Things that we cannot ignore. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's 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 our focus going forward in this space of health and safety and of course focus on health illnesses I have colleagues working on those things Mm -hmm. and noise induced hearing loss uh, issues of dust as well
1: fumes yeah. yeah no that's absolutely commendable and all the best on that one lastly mention any organization any mining organization that you have observed over the years and that you would like to publicly commend on the progress they've made towards zero harm and why?
2: It's a number of them. I mean, um, I can mention Anglo-American mining operations in South Africa, we've seen that. The likes of uh, Umba iron ore, even your hard rock mines, such as Anglo-American platinum, we have seen that going over a year without uh, fatalities. Mm. I mean, Exaro, not so long ago, they had the five-year fatality-free
1: yeah.
2: uh, um, uh, remarkable uh, achievement. Mm. Black Rock Mine as well has been eighteen years, over 13 years fatality-free.
1: Wow.
2: Mm. Um, we have companies, even the Sibani gold operations, uh, there were moments where they've gone, as I mentioned earlier on, very challenged with safety in gold deep-level mines. Mm. Um, In mean, 2019, Sibanye uh, still operations gold went over a year without a uh, uh, fatality. Uh, the list is quite, you know, long. Uh, mm. With now and then, you know, we do see these remarkable, encouraging achievements. Companies, uh, shafts, uh, mentioning fatality-free production shifts, million, million hours worked so um uh yeah more and more so so it's not just one company yeah. anyway maybe or a few we've seen that number increasing and increasing yeah. year yeah. in year out that for us is encouraging it does tell us that indeed um we can achieve zero harm we can really um mine without fatalities
1: dr Caesar. at the same time we do still have organizations that are still grappling um and having challenges with regards to safety what is your message to that
2: let's learn i mean let's continue learning from others and in health and safety we do not compete Uh, safety and health is particularly safety i know sometimes we sound like we're shouting safety and whispering health because health and effects like they're like a slow burn latent you only see the impact later on is late? when you start not hearing or mm. coughing you know but fatalities accident boom here blood mm. is here you know life mm. is lost immediately mm. so it's, it's 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 just let's learn from one another let's continue to effective risk management you know in you know for our operations i know um, the challenges are not necessarily the same, you yeah. know, but there are principles that sure. can be adopted that mm-hmm. apply across board, across the board um, and, and, and that's why the Minerals Council and with our CEOs and other forums, leadership forums and other committees, even non-Mineral Council members are welcome to, 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 to join and we're going forward now in the next few weeks, months, Uh, with the summit where we'll be sharing leading practices and what how we have done how we have fed so learn learn from it let's adopt continue to seek you know um uh, uh, leading practices best practices uh, continue to invest in research as well understand the the current challenges of our operations Mm. and and embrace technology and breast technology, and continue to empower employees. Let's not forget mm, that mm, mm. Uh, empower our uh, employees and engineer out the, the risks of mining. Uh, protect the lives of 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 everyone associated with mining, including communities.
1: Doctor Sezwe, we have come to the end of our session. Um, I'd really like to thank you for sharing your valuable comments on this very crucial matter. And we hope that not only has your message reached mining organizations, but also the entire mining value chain. And this includes also the engineers in the technological space who have a very big role to play by inventing tools that will help us maintain zero harm. Thank you for your time and really all the best um, in the future.
2: Thank you so much. Very grateful of the opportunity.
1: Dr. Sizwe Pagati, the Head of Safety and Sustainable Development at the Minerals Council South Africa. Thank you to all our listeners for your continued support. Until next time, bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening. Remember to like, share and subscribe to Deep Insights. For more mining news, visit miningreview.com. Until next time, goodbye.